0: Hello, my name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Madison, Mississippi, and uh, today what you're going to see is um, what we call choir talks. Um, this is what I share um, with my choir on Wednesday nights. There's always a point in our rehearsal where we stop and just open the Bible, and and uh, I try to share with them something that to me is fresh bread. It's something that that, that I've seen God highlight in the scripture in my personal Quiet times during the weeks that during the week that leads up to our choir rehearsal, and so if God speaks to me, I, I try to share that with with our choir. And uh, so uh, here is the choir talk from August fourteenth. Our rehearsal on Wednesday night began with a, a party, and uh, it's a space themed party. And uh, the, the choir officers did a great job decorating and and planning this party with the space as a as a theme. And so the choir president, uh, Matt, gave me some scriptures that he was going to use in a game that all referred to the heavens. And he gave me this one scripture from Isaiah 40, and I just got stuck on this scripture. And I just wanted to share that um, with my choir in a little deeper way. Here's the scripture. It's Isaiah 40:26, and it says this. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. I love Isaiah. A few weeks ago, I read through the entire book in my daily quiet times, and I just, I loved it. It was just like eating dessert every morning. It was just really spoke to me in in a lot of ways. And Isaiah can be split into two halves, really. The first 39 chapters, really, are are chapters that, that talk about um, the in the destruction of Jerusalem and um, and the devastation because of the, the rebellion of of that group of people. But starting in chapter 40 and through um, chapter 66. There's a focus on uh, God calling them back and restoring them, and, and uh, it's just a message of hope. And And so chapter 40 begins that, and, and chapter 40 specifically begins by saying this, uh, comfort, comfort my people, speak tenderly to Jerusalem. So in, in chapter 40, God begins to just call them back to restoration. It's, it's a beautiful, a beautiful chapter. You've got to remember the history of the people of Israel that... Um, they, they, as they rebelled, they saw their impending doom. They saw the rise of nations more powerful than them all around, and and uh, they began to put their trust in powerful people, they began to put their trust in false gods, and they began to neglect the one true God that had brought them through up up until that point in their history, and so um, they began to be hopeless and, and feel despair, um, and then they were conquered. And all of the things that they put their hope in uh, had had failed them and in their despair God speaks to them through chapter 40 and he says lift up your eyes look to the heavens Um, they've been looking in the wrong direction all along and so that made me think you know how often do I look in the wrong direction are you looking in the wrong direction are you are you faced with powerful enemies or are powerful issues in your life that that seem like they're seem like they're gonna overwhelm you and maybe your your focus is on some earthly thing that is gonna to, gonna to help you and bring you strength and, and be your salvation when really you just need to have that moment of worship where you, you look to the heavens and you begin to see the greatness of Almighty God. So hear the scripture he says, Lift your eyes and, and look to the heavens. Who created all these? remember that he is the great creator he is he is the powerful the most powerful uh, force in all the universe and there's nothing in your life today that can't be overcome that can't be out, out, undone uh, through the power of almighty god um, they, the people of Israel were looking at uh, lifeless idols, they were looked at weak leaders and, and poor alliances with other nations, but but that's not where their strength came from. It was from the one who created the stars. Listen to this. He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. I really like the end of that where he says that he knows the name of each star. That's pretty amazing. That, that speaks to me about the vastness of God. Um, because of the vastness of this creation that he has, that he knows every star out there. But it's also cool that, that, you know, it's not just, hey, that star two trillion and two, each one of them has a name. Each part of God's creation is unique and uniquely special to him, and he, so he gives it a name. And so how much more so is it true that you, the one who is created in his image, that he knows you uniquely as an individual? He knows your name. And so uh, today, if you feel overwhelmed by circumstances and God seems a million miles away, know that the God who created everything knows your name. He knows where you are. And then this last phrase of the, that verse says this, because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of those stars is missing. Hey, that's, that's the... Um, that's some of the extent of God's power that he holds the stars in place. He, he knows exactly where they are in the universe and he maintains the whole universe. How much more easily could he maintain uh, your life? Could he help you in, in times of, of need? Um, the people of Israel neglected to turn to the God whose power maintains the universe. So I'm just asking you today, what about you? What is it that's concerning you, that's worrying you, that seems too big in your life today? Maybe, maybe you need to have that moment in the Spirit where, you, where in the Spirit you get down on your knees before Almighty God and, and look to the heavens and see His greatness and remember again that your Father is the powerful one. Your Father is the one who has the power that you need for this day and for the problems that it brings. If you're listening to this today, let me let me pray with you. As I pray, you you pray along with me, if you would. Father, I ask for anybody who's out there listening to this today, God, that that as they identify those uh, fearful things in their lives right now, those overwhelming things that cause them to feel feel powerless and hopeless, God, I pray that that today. Uh, God, they would sense your strength. They would sense your power, God, that they would right now, uh, Lord, be giving you praise and be recognizing that you are their father and that you are almighty, God. Let them put their hope in you, Father. Lord, I ask you for anybody who's praying with me today, that today you would do something in their lives to remind them of your strength, God. Let there be a breakthrough today for the one who is praying with me now. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if, if you're listening to this on the week leading up to Sunday, August 18th, I um, just want to give you a little preview for what we're doing in the service at Ridgecrest. And by the way, if you're listening, we would love to have you either join us live in uh, at our location or online through our, our podcast. Uh, but on Sunday the 18th, we're going to celebrate together um, the Lord's Supper, that, that communion time. And... Uh, so um, as a part of our worship, um, I want those of you who are gonna worship with us just to begin to meditate and think about the grace of, of the Father in sending His Son and the salvation that we have in Jesus. Our speaker will be Logan Elsie and he's gonna talk about sin and grace and uh, give us insight into that and then we're gonna share together in the time of the Lord's Supper. Um, the Lord's Supper is, is really a, a cool worship event um, and Jesus gave it to us as a, as a remembrance, as a way to understand deeply and remember his, his act of sacrifice for us. But I, I love the fact that it's not just a teaching to hear, but it's an experience um, that we are, we're going to take that cup and we're going to take that bread together. We're not just going to think about it, but we're going to experience together as we remember what Jesus has done for us. We're going to sing a cool song that's a fairly new song for us here at Ridgecrest. Um, It's called His Mercy is More by Matt Papa. And the first verse says this, What love could remember no wrongs we had done. Omniscient, all-knowing, yet he counts not their some. Thrown into a sea without bottom or shore. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is more. Boy, I like that tagline. I think that's awesome. Our sins are many. We are fallen, and uh, we struggle in this sinful nature that we are left in, and uh, and yet there's forgiveness in Christ, and that forgiveness is bigger uh, than our sins. Our sins, they are many, yet his mercy is more. I love the reference here at the beginning of this song about uh, that he remembers our wrongs, and he throws thrown into a sea without bottom or shore. Um, Hebrews um, Chapter 8 says that, uh, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and iniquities, I will remember no more. Boy, that's a powerful promise. I love that. And that, that thing about being thrown into the sea, that comes that's a reference to Micah uh, 7.19. It says this, uh, he will turn again, I'm talking about the father, he will have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquities and cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. That's a beautiful picture, uh, that, he, that he separates them from us and he drops them into the depths of the sea. Even though he's omniscient, he, he separates them from himself, drops them in the sea. They're remembered no more. Uh, so whether you're with us Sunday or just having some moments with the Father, remember the, the powerful message of the grace of God shown to us in the sacrifice of Jesus and and celebrate that this week